So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with your host Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno, two lawyers from New Jersey, but this is not a show about law, Dave, it is a show about mindset, yeah. personal success. We've taken people from every strata who have achieved great results professionally and personally, not that it was just handed to them, they worked for it and they had their ups and downs and we have them on because they can tell stories that we think are beneficial to us and our audience, Dave. Absolutely. Today we have with us Steve Elk, a friend that we met through Mega Success in the JT Fox community that has a stellar background and that what he's grown not only in his own businesses but now coaching other businesses is exceptional and he brings that experience uh, with him today. Steven, thank you for being on Nothing But The Truth. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Can you tell our audience a little bit about your background? What brought you here today? What you do? Uh, well, how far back do you want me to go? Um, <laughs> my background is I, I own an auto repair shop. That's how I started out owning an auto repair shop. And I built that up. I since opened up a art gallery, uh, opened up some other businesses. And I started, you know, I got comfortable. You know, I'm living the life. I'm not having to show up to work. I'm living on a boat. Life is good. And I meet uh, JT. And he's like, you know, people would actually love your life. Why don't you get into coaching to help people live the life that you have? And the life I had, it sounds pretty awesome. You know, like I'm just doing whatever I want. But I'd given it a lot of thought. And I'm like, you know, he's right because... Even though it's great for me, it's not great for anybody. I'm just, I'm not serving anybody. And I, and I really got into coaching and helping other people, and that's really been so fulfilling. And I'm fortunate that I've built a life where I can dedicate myself to doing this. So I, I, I'm listening to the book, the title of the book, from Auto, what was it, Auto Parts or Auto? Repair. Auto Repair to, did you say Art? Uh, art gallery, sure. I'm an artist. Okay, so there you go. From auto repair to art gallery. So, you know, obviously a correct, eclectic skill set. But if I'm hearing you at a certain point in time, despite what obviously is some great success that you had there, you were yearning for something more. And like, Steve, every what I'm hearing you say is I think virtually every guest on their own has come out about the fact that they wanted to do something for other people. Is, is that what primary motivation as to why you got into this space? A hundred percent the motivation. It's who you serve. You know, without serving, you're not, you don't have purpose. You're, you're not living with intention. You're, you know, you're selfish. You're living to be yourself and not giving back to society. Not, there's no contribution. You know, and then that's really, uh, I think that's really how you define a person is their contribution. So when you go through this uh, process where you want to make this contribution, there's lots of things you can do to service other people. You could be an emergency medical technician. You could be a fireman. You could you could be at a you know a charitable events, join organizations. You decided to get in the world of coaching. H how did you make that decision? Um, well, so we're going to step back just a few more years before the automotive repair, 
is there I was a young man and I was working in a factory making $3.25 an hour. Uh, I struggled with literacy and I was on drugs. And, and I thought, this is not a real good life. I need to make a change. I need to get off drugs. I need to uh, learn how to read, you know, and I need to better myself. And I did. I read my first book at 23, uh, The 16th Round by Reuben Carter. Hmm. And um, because Reuben wrote like I spoke. So it, it was the easiest one that I can figure out. But what I needed to do back then is I thought, wow, I'm not going to school, but I really need an education. And then I looked around, I'm like, what better educator do I have than society? I started looking at people and I started going, if I can just understand human behavior, like what makes a person successful? It's not socioeconomical, it's not race, it's not religious, it's not gender. Why are some people successful and others aren't? What divides that? And, and that's when I started really learning. And when I opened up my repair shop uh, and I started taking on employees, I started treating them not as employees, but almost like they would be my potential client as a, as a coach. Like, hey, you can better yourself working for me. And so when it got into coaching, I'm like, well, what am I really good at? Understanding people. You know, J JT pointed it out that I coach from the inside out. You know, because everything starts on the inside. Success begins on the inside. It's a total inside job. Yes, it's it's funny how, how again another parallel. It's knowing other people, knowing what their needs are, and that's the same thing with a trial lawyer. Hmm. I mean, what does the jury need to convict, or the jury need in our world to not convict? I mean, you have to understand people. You have to understand the motivations of witnesses, some of whom themselves can delude. Them. I'm, 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 I think, Steve, I'm done with the word lying. This person lied. Now, I think that there is that there. But I am genuinely, after the last couple of years, of the belief that people have an incredible capacity to delude themselves into something that is objectively untrue, but nevertheless believe it. Does that make sense to you, Steve? It makes a 100% success. I just had this conversation recently. I was on a, uh, a Zoom, and somebody asked me, somebody said they they made X amount of dollars, and somebody said, do you think they make that money? And I said, I believe they believe they do. <laughs> you know, you speak about this process that is almost like your aha, where you realize that you have to go out and educate yourself through others in society. About how long ago? You know, we're, we're, we're airing this in 2022. What year are we talking about? How long ago did you come to this epiphany? Okay, so this was probably 19... 85 85 good year I, I would imagine i was four at the at that time right but look i think one thing that covid has brought to everybody is this awareness of the self of self-education coaches like yourself all of these resources out there to learn these niches and things that you're not going to get at college. You're not going to get in the master's programs and et cetera. And look, you're, you were way ahead of the curve. When, when I figured this out through COVID, you're figuring this out in the 80s. And, and what an exceptional story to teach yourself literacy and better yourself in that fashion. And I applaud you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much.
So, Steve, let me ask you, like, when you were doing from the auto industry and then the gallery, and now you're doing the coaching for a significant period of time, uh, can I assume that the coaching is giving you more personal satisfaction? It's, it's, uh, it's almost to the point where it's selfish how much personal satisfaction I get out of it. I care about my clients, and I care about people more than they do. I care about their success more than they care about their success. And and it means so much to me. You know, recently um, I bought a building and I want to move my coaching business into a building, you know, and actually have a, uh, a success center. Mm. And, and I was talking with a friend of mine and I said, I'm the only person who would spend over a million dollars of my own money to help people when most people wouldn't spend a nickel on themselves. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I, you know, let, let's dive into this a little bit about specifically what you do for people. Um, so talk to me a little bit about what it is specifically you do, but is part of the problem that what you just said right there, they want something, but they won't put the investment of, of time or money or whatever they need to the capital to achieve it? They, everybody wants. Everybody wants something they don't have. And... And where they're at in life is point A, and what they want is point B. And most people never even walk in the right direction to get to point B because they don't believe that they can. And when people, like, maybe they don't want to invest themselves because they don't have the money. And, it, and what I find that frustrating is money is external. Money is a resource. And I, when people say, I don't have the money, I said, you're not being resourceful. Money is a resource. You're not being resourceful. That's internal. That's you. Yeah, I think that, you know, to give an example in in our own lives, I I think we have probably people have this to some degree or the other would be during COVID. Um, You know, the phones shut down, the courts shut down, the businesses shut down. You know, everybody, many people went through this. And yet Dave and myself were very, you know, we, we our mindset was that we are not just going to sit here and wait for everything to be okay. We're, we're going to do something. We don't know what it is, but we're going to do something. And then what it turned out to be was we wound up getting involved in trying to make our business better so that when things did open back up again, uh, we could take the time to have done things that we, we weren't able to pre-COVID. We were running to courts. We were you know, doing various things. And it came to a point, Steve, where we decided that we were going to invest money at a time when nobody was investing money and people thought we were crazy. And so we took an opportunity to scale the business and it's been a great success. So is it that kind of spirit that you're talking about philosophically, mindset-wise with your clients? Oh, 100%. You're nailing it. I did the same thing as you. The first thing I did is I gathered all my employees and said, nobody is missing a paycheck. Nobody's going to lose a dime. Everybody's safe. I don't know what's coming. But I do know that I can handle anything. So don't worry about it. You know, you're going to be here. You're going to be fine. Uh, so I gathered the troops. I said, the next step is let's grow a business. You know, this is a perfect time to grow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that is the mindset. A lot of people looked at COVID, even during COVID, and, you know, oh, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And honestly, my thing during COVID is it stripped us of the crap. It stripped us of being able to go to a bar. Really, did it strip you of anything? You know, like, you still have your core. You can still do what's important to you. 
you could this is the time to build mm. yeah absolutely Clar- clarity well, i think a lot of us got clarity from that stop i mean who would have thought ever that the world would literally stop that we couldn't leave our houses yeah, you know, you know what? The, the world didn't stop. The world just changed a little bit. It you did. Change with it. Okay, listen, guys. Uh, great conversation with Steve. Great point Dave's making. But we do have to take a break. This is WMTR Radio. It's nothing but the truth with Bianchi and Bruno. We'll be right back. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. All right, welcome back to the WMTR Radio is nothing but the truth of Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno. Steve, uh, what an inspiration, Dave. You were making a point. Um, like, like the world stopped, if, if you will, euphemistically. Yeah. But, but we didn't have to, or, or his clients didn't have to, right? There's opportunities, at, at, no. well, even in negative times. A- absolutely. I mean, I speak from my personal experience where I did get COVID. And it was in the very early phase where, you know, that quarantine day was eight days plus, And I'm in the master bedroom all by myself. And literally on Amazon, I'm ordering whiteboards and markers and pads and stuff like that. And I'm writing on the the mirror. Bob, you love that, right? The mirror markers that we now use for like quotes in our mirrors. My wife just asked me to clean it up. (laughs) My wife takes off the quotes of the mirror, (laughs) you know. But, But in any event, it just showed us a time where it was like at least slow down a little bit. And really look around and evaluate, give some self-evaluation of where you are in business, personal, health-wise, and, th- and things like that. So, so, Steve, more about your experience there when we're dealing with those very early, that early period of time of quarantine. What was going through your life and what did you learn from that process? You know, the, the first thing that I realized, and I think that this is on a personal level, was somebody said to me, do you think things will ever be normal again? And my response was, well, when was the last time they were normal? <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know normal in my life. And, sure. and so this is the new whatever's coming. And, and I said, we need to get through this because the next one's coming and the next one. So let's start evaluating about what's important in life. You know, what what has true meaning to you in life? And really, did, did I care that I couldn't go to a restaurant? No, I didn't care. I mean, I felt bad for the restaurants that they couldn't be open. But that stuff is pretty meaningless. I'm like, who can I help? You know, who really needs the help? And it really pushed me to help others even more. I was fine. Like, I'm, I'm golden. I'm not worried about anything. Uh, and I thought, there's people out there just fearing. And there's so much fear. And let's face it, the media was even pushing more fear, and nobody knew it was coming. And, and the thing is, I don't have to know what's coming. I just know whatever's coming, I can defeat it. Well, it's a very, a very uh, from the Buddhist philosophy, and I'm sure many faith-based uh, traditions as well, and philosophies as well, is that things are always changing. I mean, the idea that uh, we're able to stop things from changing is a losing proposition that'll cause a lot of static in your mind. So uh, that that may prevent you from proceeding. People don't like change, but change is a fact. Sure. Um, you know, there was a time that there weren't toilets and cars and. You wouldn't want to go back to that. So, so Steve, what did what was the number one complaint or, or fear? Let's talk about fear because that's important. That you were noticing with your clients, and how were you able to navigate them through that? 
You know, the, the number one fear is money. Everyone was afraid that they weren't going to be able to make money. And I said, you know, in America, first of all, without sounding like a, a total jerk, making money is not difficult in America. You know, they just keep printing it. I, I keep checking that the printers are keep going. They keep making it. And, and I said, don't worry, money's not your issue. It might be right now that you feel like you want to hang on to it or something like that, but don't start acting like that. Don't, don't back up into your shell uh, in these times. This is the time to, to reach out. This is the time to, everyone's going left, go right. Everyone's saving, spend. Yeah, I think a lot of people wanted to contract. I mean, and and how do you feel about this? I mean, I, I look at business and I think that the payroll expense and the marketing expense are the two biggest line items that should be there if you have any goal of scaling and continuing to grow. I mean, how do you feel about that? I uh, Like I said, I gather all my employees and I said, nobody's missing a paycheck. Nobody's missing a minute of work, like paid-wise. I don't care if you get COVID and you have to sit home. You're getting paid. Like, I don't want them to be in fear. And I did take my marketing, and I did crank it up. This is the time. I said, every other business is not putting in marketing right now. Everyone's afraid. This is the time where I can dominate a market with my marketing because I'll have no competition out there. So let's double down on this. Spend. Yeah, I want to talk to you about the fear of success. And, you know, we hear that term thrown around a lot, but I think COVID really demonstrated to me, uh, talking to my colleagues and people who were just inert, for lack of a better word, they were just static. They they, they weren't making moves and waiting for something, right? Um, but somebody said to us when we were having explosive growth during that time period, uh, they were like, ah, oh, gosh, you know, I'd love to be able to do what you guys are doing. But you know what? With that, there's there's more clients and there's more problems and and so that limiting mentality or mindset where as one of our business coaches said something that I thought was very prophetic at least prescient for me when he was like if you don't scale and you don't grow Bob if your number one goal personally he they got very deep into our personal mindset before they even went to the business if your personal mindset is to help people if you don't scale you help less people the other guy who's scaling, who may not be as good as you, all that's happening to those people is they're going to a lesser qualified attorney. What are your thoughts about that mindset? Uh, I agree with them 100%. Your business is a reflection of who you guys are, of what your mindset is. That's your business. And yeah, if you want to help people, you need to step it up. You know, I, I go into coaching because I believe I'm the best person for that person. I don't want them to go to some somebody else who's who's just going to take their money and uh, blow smoke at them, you know, and like, oh, you're doing fine, you're doing great. I fired a coach, my own personal coach, one time because I felt like he was too much of a yes man, hmm. you know. And, and uh, I think that the people deserve to get. Uh, the value out of coaching so yeah you have to scale your business and that reflects who you are okay do i want to deal with somebody who is afraid to scale their own business because there's some virus out there no 
But if I see somebody that says I will, I absolutely want to do business with them. So, so before they even get to it, like, in other words, no matter how good you are, Steve, or any business coach for that matter, if their personal mindset is not willing to adapt, change, and, and make moves where they can expand, if they're worried about like, oh, you know, if I'm successful, you know, what will, they're, they're like, they're down on themselves even being successful, then there's no sense in even coaching that person, right? Well, okay, so yes and no. I, I'm not real quick to take them on, but everybody has some sort of limiting belief. And when I coach, I, I say this, I don't tell people what their problem is. You know, that, like, that's just going to be confrontational. You know, your problem is, you know, I walk them down the path until they're knee deep in their problem. And they look down and go, oh, crap. Yeah, oh, crap. And when they see it, when they see their own problem. Recently, I was coaching somebody and, and I was walking down the path. I was going to call BS on what they were saying. And I, and I didn't, but I kind of walked them in that direction. And after about 30 minutes, this woman said, everything I told you just now was BS, wasn't it? I said, but you believed it. Mm. Yeah, 100% BS, but you believed it. So I don't want to give up on people saying you have the wrong mindset. I really, you really got to weigh that one if you want to take them on. But I don't mind taking them on. Just not, that would be a lot to take on all the time. Yeah, I, th I think our, our first business coach was amazing in that, first of all, I didn't get it, I didn't understand it, and we didn't want to do it, but I mean, we got like a homework assignment, Dave. Sure. And it was brutal. Um, it was about your personal life, your personal, in it, he didn't call it that, but I'm calling expenses. it personal inventory. Your expenses, the money, what your f goals are, what's your dream. I'm like, what does this have to do with a business course? But it gets to the point, okay, if you want to be here and these are the things, it really made you think about what do you want to do? I mean, there's nothing sure. worse in the world, in my mind. Yeah. After the prosecutor's job, I, I was, as you know, a very powerful political figure came to me and said, what's next on your, you know, your agenda? And it was... It's a moment I will never forget where I was, and I had nothing to say. The, the, the goal of my career had been fulfilled, and there was a, there's a space there now, and I didn't know where I was going to go. And so I think that's yeah. another problem, Steve. Do you see that, where people really don't even know where they want to be? You're, yes. People, they don't know. They just don't know. And what you're talking about, for you, you reach the level, and you're like, I'm there, and then there's nothing after that, and there's complete emptiness. Mm -hmm. And then you, you hear about these athletes who make it to the Olympics, and they win a gold medal, and all of a sudden they're depressed afterwards. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you just got a gold medal. They have nothing else. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I mean, a lot of these, and again, I'm, I'm in this space uh, like yourself about, uh, I'm looking at all these coaches and these programs and these challenges and stuff, and inevitably, every single one starts off with mindset at the mm -hmm. beginning. Talking about Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi and Ed Milet and everyone like in, the, in, that, in that arena, and it's mindset. You got to buy in first to really understand what making an impact is, serving people, abundance, and, and whatnot. And so, JT, too. JT, sure, absolutely. So Can't real, real quick, we only have a short period of time left, uh, less than a minute. Can you tell us, walk us through, tell us your, about your business, where people can find you, who do you service in your business, and um, what you can do for them? Okay, so you can find me at steveac.com. And I serve people who 
don't have clarity on their next move. They're not sure they can get there. They want something. They know they want something. They feel that there's more in life for them, but they don't know what it is or how to get there. Mm. You know, they're looking for any kind of clarity. They're looking for some kind of guidance. We all know we can be great if we just knew what we could be great at. Man, I should have been reaching out to you 10 years ago, but I am where I want to be right now because I am sitting here with Dave Bruno, Jerry, our producer over here with you. Steve, you've been amazing, and we hope we can have you back because we definitely have a symbiosis, I can tell. But unfortunately, that's it for today's episode. WMTR Radio, Nothing But The Truth with Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno. Where can they find us, Dave? Uh, NothingButTheTruthPodcast.com has all of our prior videos that we do. Um, We are recording over Zoom right now with Steve. That'll be available on Wednesday. You also have the ability to subscribe to the podcast and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Apple iTunes as well. Uh, Steve, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Great seeing you in mega success in California a couple weeks ago. And also, thank you for coming on the show, Nothing But The Truth. We appreciate you. Thanks, Thank you. Appreciate you, too. Take care, Steve. Be in touch. All right, we'll see you. Thanks, buddy. The Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.